Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Professor Eric Cam, macroeconomics professor at Toronto Metropolitan University. We're going to talk to uh, our good friend, Professor Cam, about the national economy. We had planned to do the gasoline segment and uh, the economy segments back-to-back with some calls from you, but then we heard about David. So, um, Professor Cam, it's, uh, it's, it's great to have you on. Let's talk about this economy of ours and where we stand. Where do we begin? Where do you want to begin about the Canadian economy, its strengths, its weaknesses, and what we can and ought to do? Where do you want to start? Hi, Roy. First of all, I'm sorry for your loss today. Uh, I know that this is not a great day for you. Uh, and um, I'll be listening to Mr. Lockyer because my cousin, Jack Pinkowski, was his law partner for many years. Oh, really? So like you, I was wrapped up in that case. And I think Small today's world, a sad, right? sad day for Canada. Yes, indeed. Um, you ask about the economy. And uh, I guess what I'd like to talk about today is just to make sure that people keep their eyes on the prize, because I think you can really be easily misled if you listen to our prime minister and his group talking about how hard they're working to help the middle class and the working class people, because that sounds great and that can sometimes win you elections. But when you get past the veil and you dig a little, we are living in a really contradictory time. Because the more they talk about how much they are going to help people, all I can see, and in my opinion, all economics is about is what is actually happening, is rising inflation, rising interest rates, which are eventually going to have a negative downward effect on the labor market. And a little bit like your previous guest, Mr. McTagg is a very bright man. And he kind of made reference to the fact that we're stuck in a really contradictory time you hear all of this lip service to making people's lives better roy but there's only one way to make people's lives better and that's through economic growth that's through increasing people's disposable income and we seem to be working very hard to do neither of those things right now roy so we're not doing what we ought to be doing but we are living with the reality of two dollar a liter gasoline more than two dollars if you're in vancouver it's 233.9 uh, i can't even say it dan mctagg was telling us and people are struggling they're suffering we have uh, you know i had that email from a, a listener who wrote this for the first time in her life she is actually putting food that her family needs back on the shelf because they can't afford it so we have that reality. Where's the, is there an exit here? I know, uh, you know, you're talking about where we are. Is there an exit for this country that our government can take and hasn't so far? There's nothing but exits our government could take. And that's really what is so frustrating and should be frustrating to Canadians, Roy, because all we're doing is they're talking about this ridiculous now, the transitioning to green energy, wrong policy, wrong time. You see, this is the thing. We know the problems, but the solutions that we come up with don't even come close to dealing with the problems. We have to scrap the carbon tax. We have to build pipelines. We have to stop relying on other people's energy, stop relying on other people's raw materials. We are a raw material staples economy. But instead of being sellers, 
We've become buyers. And that's a huge mistake. And it didn't have to happen. And it doesn't have to continue. But we need the political will for someone to stand up and go, enough is enough. It's time to actually make people's lives better, knowing how to use a capitalist economy, which levers to pull. And while it may not happen instantly, those levers aren't being pulled right now. In fact, the contrary levers are being pulled. And that's what we're living in right now. As you and I have talked about, the economy is not brain surgery. You do this, you're going to do that. Every action has a reaction. Well, if you're going to choke off the supply chain, not totally our fault, but we haven't done a lot to help it. If you're going to give away money like cotton candy, you're going to have lots of demand, no supply, and nowhere to go but down. And it's really an unfortunate situation, Roy. You know, one of the other issues that we've talked about on a number of occasions, and I interviewed Senior Vice President of the company, MNP, Canada, and they do an annual poll on the uh, on the uh, cost of living or the CPI, and uh, they found that 57, 57% now, we're almost at 60% of Canadians fear not being able to pay their bills at month's end. We were distraught, well, very disturbed, when it was 48%. Now it's 57 and almost 40% fear rising interest rates will propel them toward bankruptcy. That's the MNP CPI poll. 40% fear rising interest rates will propel them toward bankruptcy. And yet we have a Bank of Canada where they're saying, yep, we're going to forcibly do it if, if we're required to. Clearly, it's going to happen. The numbers, you're the economist, the numbers don't add up. They don't add up, and they don't add up at all. And then you throw in brilliant ideas like universal dental care and pharmacare and daycare. And the question that you have to ask, I beg the people of Canada to ask, is who is going to pay for this? How are we going to pay for this? And are we going to be able to do it before seven people out of 10 have to walk away from their house? And right now, I don't see a solution. And I feel very awkward sometimes because I do live in a position of privilege. I think I've earned my life, but that doesn't mean that I don't recognize I'm a very lucky human being. But I know that I could not afford to buy my house today, Roy. I could not afford to lease my wife's car today. And if I can't, and I don't mean to sound arrogant, if I can't, what do other people do? And that's why I keep preaching and preaching disposable income, raise it, put money in people's wallets. A green economy is wonderful. Carbon taxes may have their place in the future, but all you're doing today is you're putting green advocates out on the street, and I don't understand. You have a great rapport with your students, and I've talked about this because if I go online and I check what the students' response to their professor is, they love you. They, they love the fact, uh, they love how you teach, they love what you teach, and they would happily, I've seen this from people saying, I'd go and take the course again because of the way you teach. And w the, communicate, what do your students want most? What are their concerns? This is the next crew coming up. What do they want? What are their concerns? They have one concern. They do not think they're going to be as successful as their parents. They do not think they are ever going to be able to buy a house in the GTA, and they want me to tell them why they're wrong. And sadly, Dr. Cam has to look at them right now and say, you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. You're the first generation since Moses walked the planet, 
that you may not do as well as your parents. And you have to look at government officials to try to make your life better. Right now, they're making it worse. And then they say, and you wonder why we have no faith in the political system. But I know exactly why they have no faith in the political system. I hope the future brings better political decisions to help with economic times, Roy. But that's all we have right now is hope, because this government is letting us down decision after decision. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.